This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Around the Dial. Your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk. For Wednesday, April the 10th, I'm your host, D.A. And shocking everyone last night was Magic Johnson abruptly resigning during a press conference where nobody had even heard of this news, including his boss. So what happened? Let's start in California. Joe Lowen Dibs on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. Does Magic Johnson want the title but not the work? He wants the spotlight. He probably wants the check. Right. He wants to be associated with the Laker brand. He wants to stay in the spotlight, but it's a lot of work to run a team, and it's not a good team. Let's be honest. That team needs a lot of rebuilding. It needs a lot of massaging. There's some big egos there. There's a lot to work through, and ultimately, it was too much for him. And the fact that he didn't enough. even tell Jeannie Buss. That's, not, yeah. He didn't even tell her. That's like, surprising. How can you love someone that much, consistently say that, but not give them the heads up that this is coming? Like, it almost feels to me as if he decided to retire or quit on the, on the spot there. Yeah. Like the whole thing kind of gives a little bit of an impression where I'm meeting with the media. You know, we got this game tonight. And and you know what? Forget this. I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done. Like, what did, what, did, what did you take away from this? This, this is chaos in L.A. I, I think Jeannie knew. I think Jeannie knew. And I think that they've, they've had conversations. I think that it came down, you, you know, there's there's – there's things out there that he and Luke Walton hadn't spoke forever. If you listen to his thing, you listen to what Magic's saying. He goes, he wants to be the big brother. He wants to be the ambassador. He's he he doesn't like the situation where now it's business where he's looking, he's getting fined. She's like, Magic, you got to stop this. The 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 Kinder being in a relaxed environment no longer because she's getting pressure from outside source. I, I deal with family members, and because I'm in a position. There's family members that are always in mom's ear, in certain people's ear. It's no different than in the workforce. If you're in a situation where Magic's got a great relationship with her, you don't think that people that feel that they're capable of having that job, capable of doing those things, are in Jeannie's ear, and now all of a sudden Magic's there and she's saying something. He's like, this isn't you talking. Or maybe someone's in Magic's ear. He's, she's like, who's this? Who? And so I think it really made the, the relationship sort of uncomfortable. They knew this was coming to a head. You you knew that this was this was a you know, foregone conclusion. And so he's like, I'd rather be in that position where we can sit and we can laugh and enjoy one another instead of being in a compromised position where we're looking at one another and who's going to make those decisions. So I think that this this was thought out. I think that she know she's known, and I think it's just it's just it's it's you know it's unfortunate that it had to come to an end. But I, I think that Magic, a lot of this is he understands. He brought a lot of this on himself. She's the owner, and he still is a GM, and he realizes, hey, look, 
if I want to continue to have a good relationship with her, it's best for us to part ways. He wanted things to go as smoothly as they did when he was a player. When he has the ball in his hands and he's going on the three-on-two break, Absolutely. he already knows what's going to happen. No question. It's either no look to James or no. fake and I go finger roll or kick it out to Byron for a jumper. This he didn't know. He approached the Anthony Davis trade like it was a three-on-two fast break. Exactly. And things didn't go his way, and he realized that maybe he's not as fit for the job because – that thing is a disaster down there. You brought in one of the greatest players of all time. Then you openly tried to pry a star away from a an unsuspecting, feeble team, and they were able to deny you. That that's a thing that he did. got blocked at the yeah. rim. He got blocked at the rim. It's just a bad look all around for one of the best players ever, and certainly one of the most iconic players in franchise history, if not the most iconic player in Lakers history, because. He's a guy that knows business inside and out. He's a guy that has a number of very successful business endeavors, and he didn't realize what bad business this was. Resigning in the middle of a press conference, not having told your boss, understanding that you were not going to be back the next year, but kind of laughing it off when other people were discussing their plans for next season. None of it came off well for Magic Johnson, and one has to wonder if he was never really quite cut out for that role anyway, so perhaps good riddance if you're the Lakers. But still, this is very uncomfortable, especially after landing LeBron James last summer. Where do the Lakers go from here? What's their direction? Let's hear from Jason Lloyd, NBA reporter on the Ken Carmen Show on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Of course, Jason covered the LeBron James-led Cavaliers for years. Just how insane was this resignation, and is there more dominoes to fall? This is the sports equivalent of Phil Collins divorcing his wife through a fax. That was stunning. That was stunning. And the only thing I could compare it to is Stan Van Gundy killing Dwight Howard 30 seconds before <laughs> Dwight Howard walked in, just stabbing him over and over, and then giving him the, hi, Dwight, oh, and walking out, if you remember that. Yes. Yeah. They, they, this, for whatever reason, conjured up that memory to me. It's one of the five craziest things I've seen covering the NBA the last 10 years. I, that was amazing. I, it, it, he didn't tell her. Didn't like, tell how did her. he not tell her? And then he had these meetings. There was a quote in there, though, that throughout this entire thing, he says that he is... He doesn't like the backstabbing. He doesn't like the whispering going on. Is that a shot at LeBron James? Is that a shot at LeBron or or, or Rich Paul or something? Uh, it could. It, it's not a shot at LeBron because I will tell you, LeBron. I'm not saying the people around him don't, but LeBron himself is not the chatty Kathy. He just had like. There's a lot of times where I tried to get him to say stuff and he wouldn't say stuff. Doesn't mean the people around him won't talk. Wouldn't shut up about the Browns jerseys. Though. So well, no, he did talk about the Browns jerseys, but. So was it was I, I I didn't know how to take that either. I wasn't sure. The only thing I could tell you is uh it's not my story, it's not my reporting, but it sounds as if there's a lot more to come with with Magic stepping down. Magic and and LeBron or just just overall the Lakers in general. There's a lot more to come. Is there's, this a power struggle between Genie Bus and LeBron James? Eventually, I mean is is cuz if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it Genie Bus that stepped in and said we're not going to we're not firing Luke Walton? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how, if, I have to imagine LeBron is really unhappy right now. He's, he cannot like this because a big part of him wanting to go to LA was magic. And I'll be curious to see how the Luke Walton thing plays out and what LeBron's future in LA will look like. What do you mean? It, it, could there be a possible, there's obviously a new, no trade clause, whatever. Right. Well, could he want out? Could he say no? I think anything is possible right now. I Don't think you- anything's possible. 
Don't he you he have went to there see for that? magic. Yeah, but if you went there, don't you have to see? It's the Lakers. Wait, you're going to demand a trade there? Isn't that doesn't that hurt your? I know we talk about legacy all the time as if he died 30 years ago, but right. doesn't that hurt it even more? I don't went know. to the Lakers of all teams for one year. Right. It didn't go your way. It was a total mess, and then you demand out. LeBron does not does not do trade requests. Like he, to my knowledge, he's never asked the team to trade him. Yeah, he never played in the West before this year either. So, so, I, so that would be a break from character for him to walk in and say, "I'm out. I want out." That he's never done that before. Um, I think anything is possible at this point because I never thought I'd watch Magic Johnson walk up and, and quit without telling Jeannie. So, nothing else seems very outrageous compared to that. I think Luke Walton is Luke Walton because he was a good player for. He was a serviceable, knows what he was doing player for a long time. Right. I don't know. I think people they they think that they're getting Steve Kerr, and I just ugh, we had, we had I don't this, think they. We had this conversation Steve. on the phone the other day. Here's what I'll tell you about Luke Walton. I do think that he has a deep understanding of the game, which most coaches do, and he connects well with younger players. I think he connects well with this generation of players, which not a lot of coaches can do. I don't know how much of a grip Magic had on LeBron going out to L.A. I mean, maybe it was slightly a piece of the puzzle, but LeBron was going to go out to become a Laker, I would imagine, anyway, because of all of the things that he wanted to do post-career and how the Lakers brand could set him up for doing those things and get him closer to Hollywood and the entertainment world where he has certainly dipped his feet, if not all of his limbs. But honestly, I mean, there's got to be other moves here, and the Lakers just always feel very unstable and winning in spite of said instability, and this is just the most recent chapter in this. Now, on piggybacking with LeBron and what has to happen for the Lakers to win, there's Anthony Davis. Middle of the season, AD wanted to be traded, we presume, to the Lakers. Sounded like the Lakers wanted to trade for him, and yet the Pelicans never really had much intention of doing so. They played the whole thing out to publicly embarrass, I suppose, the Lakers. And so Los Angeles left with egg on their face, and Anthony Davis left with a franchise in a city he did not want to play in or play for. Now, in New Orleans, he wears a T-shirt that says, That's all, folks, last night. And it sounds like there are some residents in the Big Easy that don't want to take it easy on AD or anybody else. Should the city of New Orleans be tougher on the Pelicans franchise and the players that play there? Here's Seth Dunlap on WWL in New Orleans. Just imagine this alternate reality where Anthony Davis had been taught how to lead a group of men during his first few seasons in the league. Lessons that, look, would be incredibly tough on any person in their late teens or early 20s to learn. But that would have been extremely necessary. Would he have been able to galvanize a roster like the one they had this year into competitiveness? All the years that he didn't have Rajon Rondo on the roster? Imagine a fiery Anthony Davis grilling his teammates on the courts or in the locker room when they weren't performing well. Or Davis laying into the media, the referees, other teams, players, when he felt he or his teammates were slided. Imagine this alternate reality where Anthony Davis learned to lead like LeBron or Kobe. Wouldn't things have turned out a little bit differently here? I get it, though. It's hypothetical nonsense. He's out. He's on his way out. It's hard to begrudge him for that, that actual decision anyways. What person entering their prime of their career wouldn't want to elevate themselves and challenge themselves at the highest levels. He knew it was never going to happen in New Orleans. He had to. And if we're being honest, I think we did too. 
almost right after he was drafted, everybody was talking about, well, I hope he doesn't leave. What can we do to make sure he doesn't leave? Past can't be changed. No, it can't. But these hard lessons can benefit the Pelicans and fans in the future. It's going to happen where we have another generational talent come to the city, come play for the Pelicans in Navy and Gold and Red. Could be Zion. The Pelicans are lucky. Maybe it's R.J. Barrett or John Morant, or maybe they make a trade for Jason Tatum. It's going to happen eventually. Whoever it is, I hope that we all ditch this kids' gloves approach and start holding our stars to the standards that they themselves aspire to. I am sick and tired of this accountability-free zone that Pelicans basketball has existed in since their inception in 2002. Talked a lot about Gail Benson a couple of weeks ago. She promised that professional basketball in New Orleans was here to stay. She's not selling the franchise, she said. I'll tell you this. It's time to start acting like we all give a damn. Gail does. That's why changes are happening inside the organization. Seems like some of the players do. Certainly seems like Drew does. And I know a lot of you out there listening right now give a damn. Well, if you do, let's learn the lessons from this abject failure that the Anthony Davis tenure has been. And thank goodness it's finally over. And now we'll just be talking about, well, what team he's traded to and what trade is the best. Perhaps this will light a fire and the Pelicans will matter, but it's always felt like AD was toiling in obscurity down in New Orleans and that no matter really what happened, nobody was going to pay much attention to him. I don't know how they're going to dig out of this. Perhaps if they trade for Zion Williamson or trade for the number one pick, perhaps that's how this thing works. But honestly, who are you going to get? Is it John Morant? Is it some other dynamic, marketable player? Because filling the shoes of Anthony Davis who never had a bad word said about him really up until this year when he demanded a trade, is going to be huge shoes to fill in a town that's been kind of a basketball backwater. Last night was also the final home game for Dwayne Wade, who wraps up his sterling 15-year career with the Miami Heat. He will play on the road in Brooklyn, but last night was his last time in front of the home fans in South Florida. Here is NBA reporter Ira Winderman with the Joe Rose Show on WQAM in Miami. Should a Wade maybe not play against the Nets just because last night was so perfect? There was a buzz in that building like there hasn't been since the 2014 finals. It's been about five years. I give the Heat all the credit in the world. I didn't expect something that special, and that's really what it turned into. Well, he got a little bit of everything. Starting, uh, He got a start, started the first game this year, uh, gets the dunk to start the game, and then, of course, had a big night, played a lot of minutes, end up with 30, hitting those threes uh, in the fourth. Pretty special. The, everything just kind of worked out perfectly, and I thought the video tributes with it were, were pretty good. Just keeping it close to home with people affiliated with them, that was just awesome. Yeah, I mean, and all of a sudden you're listening. They did his, his career retrospective in three chapters. The start, that was narrated by Eric Spolster. And all of a sudden, the second part, you hear this familiar voice and you realize LeBron James took his time to narrate that and do that for Dwayne also. What they did going into that night, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was sitting there with some of the other writers during the second half saying, 
Why is he playing Wednesday in Brooklyn? Why, you know, when you can create the perfect moment, when you can go out like that, as you know, Joe, so few athletes get the chance to yeah, do that. you're right. That, to me, that, to, to go off in the sunset, show up tonight in a suit, hang out with LeBron and all the celebrities, wave at the crowd, maybe address the crowd, do your TV interviews, you know, do your national stuff. There's not going to be a better closing moment, I can't fathom, than last night. And let's also face it, guys. Like you mentioned, it was his first start of the season. He hasn't played those kind of minutes. How do you think he's going to be feeling on the second night of a back-to-back when he arrived in New York into his hotel room something like 4 in the morning? They must have talked about it, Ira, number one. And number two, they're promoting a party with it tonight with donations going to charity. And I'm guessing people are going, they're going to watch him play, right? I mean, well, I mean, they're, they're right. They're doing the party here at the arena to watch parties. So obviously, the Heat are taking it to the next level. And let's face it, because it's New York, if there's any place you want to go out and have your one last dance and one last try, it would be in that kind of setting. The Nets are there to celebrate their playoff berth. They've clinched. They really want that number six spot to play Philadelphia. We saw what Philly could look at some of their wor- look like at some of their worst last night. Oh, so uh, yeah, I, I think he does play. But man, I'm I'm telling you, if he can recapture anything of last night and do it again tonight, I'll be amazed. He's already scheduled for a post game press conference, but you watch the press conference, you've heard the sound bites all morning. How does it get more emotional, more visceral, and more real than it was last night? I don't think you could I don't think you could duplicate that. I don't think you duplicate anything that happened last night. That's why I said this, you know, I think it was before the game yesterday. I don't think he should play in Brooklyn. I know that he's gonna probably end up playing, but I don't think he can because look what happened last night. Like you said, not many athletes get to do that. He did it. He jumped uh, you know, and the my house at the end, the entire crowd stayed there last night. It was a picture perfect performance in the last eight minutes with him and you Udonis out there kind of doing everything. I thought him and Udonis out there for the last eight minutes did everything for me. As a Heat fan, not just covering the team and being there in the locker room when Dwayne and Udonis came to this team uh, years and years and years ago, I thought that last eight minutes did it for me for Heat as a Heat fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's going to be hard to beat last night. I mean, 30 points for Dwayne Wade jumping on the scorer's table to address the crowd. And just overall, all the magic in the building with people saluting him, friends and NBA icons was pretty amazing. Dwayne Wade has always handled himself in a classy, professional manner. He's done amazing work off of the basketball court as well. And a perfect send-off last night in South Florida for the South Florida icon. He's the greatest athlete in South Florida sports history. To the college ranks, Chris Mullen once upon a time was a Dream Team member. Then he became a front office executive, and now he's been the head coach of his alma mater, the St. John's Red Storm. Back when he was playing at St. John's, they were the Red Men for the last four years. And even though they finally made the NCAA tournament this year, Chris Mullen announces that he is not going to be back. He's going to resign as head coach of St. John. So what happened to that St. John's job? And is it possible one of the Hurley boys could take the opening? Here's college basketball insider John Rothstein on WFA in New York with Evan Roberts. 
St. John's is going to be in a position where, you know, it's going to look to hire a head coach. And this is what I can tell you. Yes. Mike Craig, the AD at St. John's, as we know, came from Duke. And at the top of St. John's wish list to replace Chris Mullen is going to be Arizona State coach Bobby Hurley. Now, Bobby Hurley has got a buyout between 2 and $3 million from Arizona State. He's very happy in Tempe. Arizona State, from the conversation I had last night, you know, has obviously got every intention of trying to keep him because they went to two straight NCAA tournaments. But there is no doubt that he is on the top of the list for St. John's to replace Chris Mullen. All right, let's talk about him because that would be a great hire. I think most of us would agree that would be a great hire. Are you getting a sense that he would have interest in coming here? You say he's happy. It would be coming back to the East Coast. It's a different kind of job, obviously. Any idea on how much interest he would actually have in that potential opening? You know, Bobby Hurley is obviously somebody who is instantly synonymous with the New York metropolitan area, but there's a couple of factors we have to take into consideration. First off is being in the Northeast quarter with his brother, Dan Hurley, being up the road at UConn. That would mean tension. That would mean recruiting battles. Dude, does Dan Hurley and Bob Hurley want to go through that? That's a big thing to take in consideration. And also, you know, Arizona State's at a place right now where they've been to two straight NCAA tournaments. They won a game this year. The program is recruiting well and so on and so forth. Like, to come here, even if it's coming home, to go through what looks like another back-breaking rebuild, you have to ask yourself if you want to entertain that and undertake that. Well, I want to go back to what you said because we actually had a caller earlier, a big UConn fan, bring that aspect up of Danny Hurley versus Bobby Hurley. How much? My first reaction is, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I mean, if he wants to coach in the New York area, St. John's is a great job. Obviously, there's no way to know for sure, but do you think that's a significant speed bump that maybe he wouldn't want to battle with his brother? Yeah, I mean, look, Bobby Hurley and Danny Hurley talk every single day. They're, you know, they're best friends, they're brothers, and. When St. John's and UConn, and, you know, you've grown up in this just like I have, you know, when those recruiting battles are real and they're intense, you know, it drives a rift between both programs if both programs are relevant. You know, Dan Hurley's done a tremendous job recruiting out of the gate at UConn, and whoever takes St. John's, you know, as the next head coach is going to have a scenario where he's going to have to rebuild this thing again. And, you know, we saw it four years ago when Chris Mullen got here and there was hardly anything left over from Steve Lavin. It's, uh, it's unfortunate for the program that for the second time in less than a half decade, you feel like you're pushing the reset yeah. button entirely. No, that's what stinks about it. And I, I, I don't look at it as, oh, he turned the program around. Sure, they were in the NCAA tournament, but you said it at the top. It, overall, this season felt like a disappointment. And I don't know where they go from here. So it, to me, it doesn't feel like this was a Bill Parcells job where he came in and turned things around. I don't feel that way about it. No, and and look, I mean, you know, we've talked about this, you know, ad nauseum here. You know, St. John should have been better. This is a team that should have won 12 or 13 games in the Big East. You got to give Chris Mullen credit for helping turn around a program that had had such difficult times making, just making the NCAA tournament. But as John was discussing, they fell short this year. You know, only making the tournament being one and done not having won the Big East, not going deeper into the Big East tournament, that hurts them. And it's not an easy job because today the Big East isn't the Big East that it was in St. John's prime. And now there's so many schools picking the pockets in New York City. And St. John's just does not have the same national relevance that it did once have 30 years ago when Chris Mullen was playing there and guys wanted to stay home and play in New York because they were from New York. 
So it's not an easy job, and leaving Arizona State for St. John's, I don't know. Unless there's some major heartstrings being pulled, I don't see it. Now let's wrap up with the Masters, which is this week and certainly into this weekend, of course. And of course, the Masters, when you go there, you have to be a certain professionalism, certain diplomacy. You've got to be holding your chin and your nose high and eating pimento cheese sandwiches and sitting in lodges with cigars and wine and with the rich and the powerful and the influential, right? Well, how about if the regular guy had his chance at serving his regular guy meal? Here's our guy, Hugh Douglas, from the morning show on 92.9 in Atlanta on Masters Etiquette and what he would serve. Patrick Reed had his Masters dinner last night, and we're asking you on our Twitter if you could serve anything for a Masters dinner because you could serve anything, what would you serve? It's the champion's dinner. It's the for, it's the past champion gets to pick the menu, and then all the former champions are invited. So it's all the former champions, and they all wear their green jackets, and they sit down and eat. Here was the menu last night from Patrick Reed. Uh, Caesar salad or wedge salad, okay. Prime bone-in cowboy ribeye. Cowboy ribeye. That's pretty big, ain't it? Yeah, that's the big one with the bone-in. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds tasty. Uh, the sides were uh, white cheddar and smoked gouda mac and cheese. Gouda. Gouda's good cheese. Corn creme brulee. What is that? Uh, it's it's uh, cream corn uh, with uh, done a certain style. Uh, cream spinach. <laughs> done a certain style. Uh, cream spinach. Steamed broccoli. Steamed broccoli. And then for dessert, either uh, tiramisu or uh, praline cheesecake or a couple other items. But that was what he chose. Now, it's not necessarily what everybody else said. Like last year, Danny Willett, who was the defending champion, so it was a Brit thing. Then I kind of looked at it, and I don't remember what it was, but it was like meat pies. It was like, oh, come on. You can have anything you want. You're going to have meat pies? Well, it's British, you know. Okay, fine. But I don't want a meat pie. I'm just saying. I mean, give me the cowboy ribeye. But I thought, you know, maybe, uh, you know, what would I do? I mean, would you do something fun? I would, you're asking the right person, John. I would do something to thoroughly irritate everybody at the Masters. I would I would do something like that because when I think of the Masters, I just think of like some, you know, some snobby, stuck-up individuals. Mm-hmm. So I would probably serve something like ramen noodles and Vienna sausage with a Vienna sausage, uh, you know, on top of the noodles. And for dessert, I have some Haagen-Dazs ice cream bars. Something like that. Something King of real Pops. something real irritating. Like that they wish and hope to sweet baby Jesus that I never won the Masters. You wouldn't again. go like Chick-fil-A? No, nah, I wouldn't do that. I might go Greg. Oh, House I would Burger. probably go like like, you know, I would do something that really made people mad. I would I would probably go get uh, you know, some Krispy Kreme donuts or something like that. Yeah, go full Atlanta. Popeyes. Like I would do pop like they would, you know, I'm pretty sure there'd be some insert jokes here. But I would do Popeyes. I would definitely do Popeyes with the with the uh, little uh, you know you, uh, with the little what's the with the little pies you get the apple pies. Uh, right. I do apple pies on See, the side. I think I go racetrack on them. Roller grill, or I probably go bring in the roller grill. I probably do what my commander in chief did. Our commander in chief did. I'll get him some McDonald's, some Taco Bell, some pizza, and put it under that nice yeah. that nice what's that 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 nice silver. Oh yeah, silver right, China. Right, yeah, oh, yeah, do that. Yeah. I mean, because what could you really say to me? I mean, could you be mad? No. You couldn't be mad at no. me because it was like one of the dinners that was given to a national championship champion team. So, I'm like, no, you can't be mad. Mm-mm. So, back up off me. So, I would de- I would definitely do something. What was like it? That. It was co- what is a cottage pie? Cottage pie. Yeah, that mini cottage pies. I don't know what what is a cottage pie? What else do they have, Abe? They have cottage pies. What's a cottage pie? 
I have no idea what a cottage pie is. Abe's just throwing his hands up. <laughs> and Yorkshire pudding, now I have to admit, I do like Yorkshire pudding. What is Yorkshire pudding? Well, it's a um, uh, like a souffle, and, and then it drops, and you put, it's, it's a kind of cornmealish uh, thing, and it's you, not a dessert. It's, you do a it's a great side. job. You do a great job. <laughs> well, it's hard to describe Yorkshire pudding because I haven't had it in so long, but it's like a souffle, like a French souffle that drops, and then you put uh, brown gravy that on it. That does not, sound, that oh, does no, it's not tasty. sound good. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. I do like Yorkshire pudding. But I wouldn't serve. I would give them cheese steaks and make your own cheese. I'll have a See, there buffet. You go. You go I would do buff. I would go buffet. Make your own cheese steaks. Buffalo wild wings. Yeah, something like that, man. And just make everybody yeah. mad. And I would dare somebody to say something to me. I love it. Give that man a green jacket. I want Hugh Douglas at the Masters and Augusta to turn upside down the old boys lodge that is this golf tournament. So I would probably serve something like ramen noodles. And Vienna sausage with a Vienna sausage, uh, you know, on top of the noodles. And for dessert, I have some haagen ice cream bars. Hugh, I'm there right with you, brother. Save me a seat. I'm eating everything that you are serving. I would go buffet. Cowboy ribeye. Mm. Gouda. Gouda's good cheese. Mm. I would give him cheese steaks. That sounds tasty. That will do it for us on Around the Dial, the best of your sports talk. For Wednesday, April the 10th, we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 